Welcome to the inaugural episode of Keeping the Real in Real Estate with the Brittany Fritch team down here in Loveland. You guys excited for your new podcast? Yes, very. All right, since this is our very first episode, let's go around and introduce ourselves. Hey, it's Brittany Fritch. I'm the broker owner of BF Realty and a team lead of Brittany Fritch team. Yes, and this is Drew Fritch, Brittany's better half, (laughs) (laughs) who does um, pretty much wears all the hats here, so... Nice. And I'm Nick Winterberg. I'm just hanging out, helping make a podcast. What do you guys want to accomplish with this podcast? Um, I want everybody to get to know us a little bit better. want to keep people up to date with what's going on around town um, with the housing market and also here in downtown Loveland because that's where we're at. That's awesome. Anything for you, Drew? I don't even know. <laughs> Drew's just here. Drew's thinking, here to hang out. Drew was told yeah. to be here. <laughs> is that how that works? Are yeah, you, pretty much. Are you W-2-1099 <laughs> or how does this work? I'm <laughs> thinking about taxes and software <laughs> and all that kind of stuff. That's now. brilliant. That's really Now, you guys have been doing this for a while. Yeah. I mean, how long? Uh, we're in our sixth year. Sixth year doing that. It's been almost exclusively in Loveland or how does this work for you? Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, we moved to Loveland 12 or 13 years ago, yeah. um, and I got license January sales license January 2017. So yeah. yeah, no. And then just recently, something major happened. That's right. Mm-hmm. Really big. Yeah. We opened our own brokerage. Woo! Yeah. <laughs> Tell me that story. How did this happen? Yeah. Well, um, not a lot of people even understand what it is. They're like, so what's that even mean? What's yeah. It? That's where I'm at, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. That's where I'm at. What's a brokerage? I thought you already were one. <laughs> That's no. what we get a lot of. Like, well, we thought that was actually- yeah, you can sell houses. Yeah. What's new? Yeah. You were a broker like a while ago. Like, what? what's changed? So what's changed is a lot. Um, the secretary, Ohio secretary of state. state yeah. yeah. That. That. Um, the commerce, the divi- the what, the Ohio Division of Commerce. Yes, that <laughs> <laughs> big fancy yeah. bureau. Yeah, got it. A lot of government entities involved. Yeah. A lot of uh, notarized signed affidavits. A lot of legal team stuff happening. Um, but now it's truly just us. So we had a partnership with like a big box brand. Sure. Um, and that's what most agents have because you have to hang, as a salesperson, you have to hang your license under a broker. Um, and even if, and I've been a broker for um, almost two years now, but You're more like the associate broker. Yeah. There's different levels of broker. So okay. there's principal broker where everybody hangs their license underneath them and they're kind of the head honcho and they're, if you get sued, their name's going on the lawsuit, you know, just kind of, the big wig, and then you have managing brokers, associate brokers, so on and so forth. So I was operating as an associate broker. Cool. Um, but I got my broker's license with the intent of, if this is what we were supposed to do, real estate, and this is what our family was supposed to do, then we're going to do it. Right. You know, we're not going to just run around and be salespeople, and we're not just going to run around and work for the man, because when you're an independent contractor, which is what salespeople are, you're still working for somebody, mm-hmm. and we just wanted to have our own yeah. and just work for ourselves. That's amazing. Yeah. So in terms of what does that mean for the people in Loveland or with your clients? Um, well, it's a boutique brokerage, so it's more – we have the same national branding. We have the same great team, uh, same office location. So none of that has changed. Our services aren't going to change. But I think it's more personal. Mm-hmm. Um, you think – Walmart or, you know, lemons and limes. Yeah. Where do you want to shop? Lemons and limes. It's more yes. personal. Yeah. Right. yeah. yeah. Um, so that's kind of how, that's that's the best visual I can come up with. Do you want a big box brand or do you want a local boutique style family business? Well, not a lot of people know the broker. So like, you know, when we used to work for a broker, 
nobody knows who the broker is, even though that's really who they're hiring because yeah. they're the broker. Right. Um, now people know the broker. So if somebody wants to talk to Brittany, she is the broker. She runs it. Um, they could walk in here and find her. Like she's very tangible. So that's something that's different, I believe. Um, and if people want to get in touch with Brittany, they can just show up at the office. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. They don't have to walk to like Silicon Valley or right, right, California right. and be like, I'd yeah. like to talk to Mr. Sipsy, please. Yeah, yeah. 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 you don't She's have to right fly here. to Austin, yeah. Texas to get, you know, somebody yeah. who owns the big box franchise brands that you want to talk to the owner right here. Right. Yeah. yeah. But six years ago, you did not have a brokerage. Mm-mm. So tell me about how you decide to even just jump into the real estate game. Drew? <laughs> <laughs> well... <laughs> I was the sole source of income for our family, so I had a good job, great job actually. Um, a lot of people would be happy with what I was doing and the money I was making, but I wasn't happy, and so she could see that I wasn't happy, and um, she wasn't working, so I'm like, I can't just quit my job because everybody is dependent on me working. So. To make a long story short, I looked at her and I'm like, look, if we want to do something, we have to make a move. Um, and we had always done real estate ourselves. We bought homes, flipped them and moved and done all that. So it was like, well, why don't you get in real estate? Um, she was the soccer mom. She was the PTO or whatever at school and the church. She was filling with church. So she had all these connections yeah. that, uh, locally here and everybody knew her. Um, and she knew real estate. So I'm like, this would be a great fit. So I was like, let's do it. So she got into it and uh, and did absolutely amazing. So, and here we like, are. Once she jumped into it, I was like, uh, she was made for this. So, And then it was history. So I left my 20-year career um, three years after she had got licensed. Now, how has that changed your family dynamic? A lot. True. <laughs> We've got kids cooking. Uh, no, I mean – like everybody sacrifices, right? Once you go into this industry. So our kids are obviously more independent than what they used to be. I kind of have to figure it out. Right. Cause she's not there all the time. So, um, but they appreciate what we do and they're, they're involved. So we all wear many hats, um, to be in this industry. Right. So it's changed a lot and they'll, they'll reference the old home mom that stayed home for 10 years, but they understand what we're doing and where we're going. But like, you know, hey, where's dinner at? It's like, well, what are we ordering? You know? <laughs> Actually, my son has an app to what? Uh, what's the pizza place? La Rosa's. La Rosa's. Oh, yeah. yeah. So he'll just like, we're like, hey, order pizza. And he'll just. Shh, done deal. Pizza. It's yeah, here. Done Everyone deal. has yeah. a schedule already yeah. in there. Like, yeah, yeah, Tuesday's pizza night. Yeah. So they all know how, what to do and not to call us and ask us where dinner is. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. You make them independent at that point, yeah, though, right? Pretty I much. Mean, yeah. That's, that's, yeah. That's brilliant. They see us building something and, and they're working with us. So um, they're around us a lot. Right. Not at home, I mean, maybe not at home so much now. Now it's like out working with us. So it's pretty cool. Like the girls are in the office now. They have their bikes here. They. You saw them, mm-hmm. you know, taking their bikes in and out of the office, going on a bike ride, coming back, you know. Flash forward to episode six. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They're either um, stamping envelopes, they're making out cards, they're, you know, doing all the things, yeah. um, all the things. And yeah, so it's a family business. They're invested mm-hmm. just as much as we are now, but it has changed. You go from uh, mom's packing lunch to... Here's a couple dollars by lunch. <laughs> yeah. No, it's it's big, and I think I mean that's the one conversation of how do we bring the family into this. The yeah. next conversation is where do we set up? Mm-hmm. Why did you pick Loveland? 
well, that was kind of a me thing, I mm-hmm. think, right? So I had drug him to Kentucky. I'm from Kentucky, northern oh, cool. Kentucky. Nice. Um, so when we first uh, were living together, I had drug him down there because Kentuckians don't move north just in case anybody didn't know that. We go south. Right. We don't move north. Right. Even Ohioans go south. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. We all end up going south. Nobody's moving north right. except for the Fritches. Right. Um, so, but then he was working in Westchester and we were having kids and he was in the car for a 50 minute one way commute. And I'm like, I kind of need you home. Like these kids um, are a lot of work. So he drug me up here and we were looking everywhere. We weren't just like, oh, we love Loveland and this is where we're going to move. We were we were all over the place looking. And then I we looked at a house in Loveland. And I was like, oh, oh, this kind of feels like a little Kentucky. Yeah. And some of my yeah. Loveland friends yeah. are probably going to be like, shut up. Yeah. <laughs> you just lost a lot of subscribers for that. I, honestly, know, I know, but it was like it was like small town. Small like, town. Like, so I we drove through here and he he set it up. I always say he planned the weather, he planned the timing, yep. the lights. It's a Loveland day. Yeah. Oh, it was snowing and there was a light lined street of a neighborhood. There was a house for sale. He's like, yeah, let's just drive by. Of course, it's picturesque and gorgeous and amazing. And I'm just like, oh, I really like oh, it here. Seems like a nice oh, yeah. Yeah. Then I brought her down here, so <laughs> it was like the cherry on top. Yeah. All right, so so she's like, I love it. I'm like, The okay, small great. town feel for yeah. a Kentucky small town girl felt like, okay, if I have to move north, this will do. I yeah. love that. So I have to ask, though, when you came downtown, where'd you go? Well, at that point, it was snow. It was late. Yeah. It was late. It was late. And, uh, and the nothing was open. So we just drove through, mm-hmm. and she's like, "This is amazing! Uh, all the old buildings, the the sweet shop." I do remember looking. Oh, really? <laughs> There's a candy shop, <laughs> and you're like, "Oh, I'm in! I'm yeah. in! I'm in!" I think we swung around two or three times, mm-hmm. just looking at the different stores and stuff. And I was like, "Yeah, that's right there." Yeah, and I saw her getting excited, so I started getting excited. Yeah. So I'm like, maybe she'll come across the river. Yeah. 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 So, so that happened, and then it happened when? How oh, year was that? 2010, 2009. Nine. 10 or 9. I can't remember. Malia, 2010 to 12 years. 12 years, yeah. yeah. Rock on. And then trying to do the math here. So 12 years. So then six years roughly, home with the kids. Then jumping in the real estate game, mm-hmm. correct? Mm-hmm. So since then, what's business been like? Insanity. I know. I mean, obviously you've grown, right? Right. So um, what's yeah. a good year look like for you right now? In terms of houses or in terms of business True. metrics? <laughs> Don't do metrics. Well, <laughs> here's what I'll tell you is, you know, it's good. Like so many people are calling in cause they see us, they see what we're doing. They see what she's been doing. Um, we're just like hiring people to help us. Good people because we can't, we're just two people, right? We can't do everything. So, um, I mean, volume wise, I mean, we've doubled almost every year. That's amazing. Every year. Like how, how can you sustain it? I don't know if you can, my wife will tell me that we can. Uh, here we go. Cross that from the record. <laughs> Don't put uh, any doubts yeah. on this podcast. Yeah. Yes, we are going to continue to double yeah. every year. Mm-hmm. Right. That's the thing. It's maybe happening. triple. Maybe triple. Yeah, yeah you know. Yeah. Let's go. I'm, you you know, know, if I'm like, hey, maybe 25%, 30% is good. She's like, no, we're doubling. We're just going to double. Sustainable. Without a projection machine. Yeah. That's amazing. Well, I mean, you're finding the right people, though. Right? Yeah. And I'm, mm-hmm. I'm excited to feature other people from your team on this podcast because I think that that's the first step is finding the right people to kind mm-hmm. of yes. push that business forward. Yeah. yeah. We feel like we have a great team. 
Yeah. Well, and I think that's another part that makes us unique as a boutique style brokerage is we aren't interested. So when you buy a franchise, just a little like because people don't know. Right. The there's regulations on you. Mm -hmm. So you have to have a certain number of agents. You have to hire a certain number of agents every year. If you can't hire a certain number of agents, then you have to get a bigger office and you don't even have enough agents to fill it. Like, so you have all these standards for these franchises, Mm -hmm. these big box brands that you have to meet. And I'm like, but if we could do what we need to do with 12 people, why do I have to hire 35? Yeah. That sounds dumb. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm like, eh, I don't know that that makes sense. Like, you know, business wise, I think it's a silly business model because mm-hmm. if I can do, if we can do what we want to do, um, we set our own regulations and roles and whatever we want to do. So we're not, that being said, what sets us apart, we're not throwing numbers against a wall and what sticks sticks. Mm-hmm. Right. We're not sitting at Hondros, you know, the school of real estate in the auditorium with a booth. Pick us, choose us, come work with us. No, like, the right people will come. If it's a great fit, hey, you're on board. But if it's not a great fit, I'm not just looking to sign on agents because I have to meet a quota. Quota yeah. number yeah. for it, right? Yeah. So mm-hmm. that point, why even bother? If yeah. They're not going to bring in revenue. And right. That's brilliant. No, that makes sense. And I think the transition that you guys have recently made is a great transition to make. And, and I'm glad that you did it. But what's next is the step. I mean, do you still see yourselves out there slinging houses or is it now a manager role? where you're trying to manage and help or where, where do you see that kind of transition happening? Right now we're doing both. Yeah. So we're doing like two 90 hour a week. Jobs. I was going to say, so yeah. you're breaking the, breaking the time bank, but yeah. okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, there's not enough hours in the day actually. Um, right now we're still doing both. We're still very much in sales still. We're still very much in managing and owning a business um, and all of that training and all everything that comes. Cleaning crew, admin. like Vacuuming the rocks. Putting signs up. Putting right. on the sign guys. We're still, doing it yeah. all. Um, but goal is to kind of step away from the sales part. And we're in this, we change lives, right? When people buy and sell, it's a really high stress thing that mm-hmm. they're doing. It's a lot of. It's a big financial decision. You see people at their best, their worst, their highs, their lows. And so we've kind of taken that over the last several years of we're walking through helping change people's lives, whether it's good, better, best, indifferent, we're walking mm-hmm. with them through that. Now we're trying to transition into, hey, Christina, we can help have your, your family can live a bigger life. And we can show you how to live a bigger life. And it's a fulfilling bigger life because your family is in it with you and they're excited. And so now we're like, our calling is leaning towards more that of, hey, you know, Heather, hey, Andy, you can live a bigger life, Jordan. Um, and so can your kids and your spouse. And so that's where we think we're heading. Yeah. And then maybe a few new locations um, in the future. It doesn't surprise me at all. Uh-huh. Guys, maybe across the river. Yeah, I'll the go river. back to, yeah. you heard it. I mean, time and day for that one. That's crazy. <laughs> all right. Uh, well, that's where my whole sphere is, yeah. right? Like, yeah, right? your network's done Grade there. school, high school, college, my family, everybody's in Kentucky. Um, and then north, too, because hello, um, we're in Dayton. Mm-hmm. So, you know, so it's, we definitely see other locations popping mm-hmm. up, boutique style, very family. Um, driven, no numbers thrown against the wall, no quota to meet, just, you know, building something unique, mm-hmm. different, and great in, in different communities. And leveraging those relationships. Oh, yeah. yeah. I love that. And the family approach is, I mean, that's just so unique and so boutique, to your mm-hmm. point. I mean, that's that's absolutely brilliant. Yeah. So looking at the demographic, and, mm-hmm. and again, I know we have to, like, cross lines and things like that, too. Right. But, but looking... You, you've obviously sold hundreds of houses since mm-hmm. you started doing this. Is there a particular customer segment that you think has kind of drawn to you guys or that you've worked with that you really enjoy working with? 
I think, you know, honestly, I think what makes us a little different is we do it all. Like, I mean, like you have an average price point that you're selling, right? Right. But if somebody calls us and they have a $90,000 home they're going to sell or somebody wants to buy it, we'll, we'll go do it. Mm-hmm. We won't turn it down. So I think that's just part of our nature is we want to help anybody. Um, but obviously around Loveland, you've got, I mean, you're rural, but it's... A lot of families. Yeah, a lot of families around, around here. here. Yeah. yeah. A lot of young couples wanting to start families. They're leaving their, right? Um, they're they're leaving, you know, the Oakley and the Norwood and the, you know, the yeah. Redding and they're coming out to the suburbs right. where the bar shut down at 10, you right. know, to start their families. So we see a lot of that. But to Drew's point, um, actually just this year, we had um, a lady reached out, a couple, they reached out and they said, hey, you know, our friend recommended you, but he did say that you guys are really more higher end. Um, and I looked you up and I'm like, oh my gosh, yeah, they're, they're definitely higher end. And you, you might not even want to work with us. We have a house, you know, that we need to sell and we need to buy. And that's totally fine. I get it. Um, but if you could just point us in the right direction, that'd be awesome. Or if you know an agent that wouldn't mind working with us and our price point, that'd be awesome. I was like, silly, silly, silly. Uh, What time do you need me to be over there? And so we both showed up like Drew and I both went because we want people to feel worthy no matter what demographic they are, what price point they are. Like sure. Agents run around here and they're like, I only do half a million dollar and above. And we're just, that's not our business. That's not our brand. It's not our model. It's not what we stand for. Um, I truly believe we're people come to us because we were meant to help them. Um, So anybody, anybody, I mean, obviously there's a demographic for the east side of Cincinnati area, but we're selling in Xenia and Peebles (laughs) and, you know, Trenton, we're everywhere. (laughs) You need help, we're here. Everywhere. I love that. I love that. So virtually anyone can reach out and you're willing to have a conversation. Absolutely, yeah. That's fantastic. Well, I'm very excited for this podcast. I did gather a couple questions that we got from a couple different sources. So can I ask you some random questions? Sure. Sure. Question number one, what is the sketchiest situation someone's put you in, either with a buy or a sell? Ooh, I know that one. Go ahead. So, <laughs> there was some, somebody referred somebody, some, somehow somebody got our information and you, you were showing a house. Um, Which I want this year. Yeah, and I'll never forget, she texted me and said, hey, uh, I don't feel comfortable. Um, we didn't know the person that well. Mm-hmm. Actually, we didn't know them at all. Mm-mm. But um, and they were very quiet. They said so, it was a referral from church. Okay. Yeah, because a lot of okay. people look up the church bulletin and we're in there. Uh, oh, counts referral. So Got we're it. like, okay, they're from the church. Well, um, she just felt uncomfortable, which in this industry is rough because you have women out there, right? And sometimes they may not know somebody, and it's a male, um, and you meet for the first time at the house, and you go in the house. How comfortable are you, right? Right. So I'll never forget. She texted me, and it was kind of like. Hey, you know, where are you at? And so I knew where she was, and I ended up just driving over there just to make sure she was okay. Right. Um, so I would say that was one of the sketch- sketchiest things I've ever been through with you in real estate. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the first time she's ever done that. Right, right. I don't so, know, hundred, I'm sure thousands of houses yes, you've shown everything yes. too. Yeah. So, I mean, that's also very reassuring for people who want to get into real estate. If that's super rare after doing a thousand houses, then yeah. that's very good. Yeah, it doesn't, sure happen, uh, it doesn't happen. It doesn't happen. That was the one time. Um, but there was a house recently, um, more on the funnier side. It was kind of sketchy. <laughs> Heather walked in, showed oh. a house. Um, they're probably antiques, 
maybe worth uh, Barbara Streisand was on the cover of a Playboy magazine. <laughs> yeah. And there was a stack of 50 just laid out in the bedroom. Yeah. <laughs> Mirrors on the ceilings above the bed. So that was uh, fun. Was that, <laughs> was that a sell or a buy for you? No, we walked in with buyers. Yeah. Um, and, and we were just like, oh, well. Okay. Or the one time Heather walked in and... They were a big Star Wars collection. Oh, sure. So they had a, I don't know what the sword's called. That they Lightsaber. Got. There you go. And so the guy, that, the guy she was selling, or the buyer that we had, walked in. He was a big Star Wars fan or something. Next thing you know. They're lightsabering in the living they're room. They're lightsabering in the living room. Yeah. Wait, the buyer and the seller? Yes. <laughs> the, <laughs> all of them. All of them. Yeah, yeah it was parties. like Star Wars in the living room. And she's like. She's sending us videos and pictures of like, oh my God. <laughs> What is it, is this in the, is this in the handbook? I don't know what to do. What happens if they bust out a lightsaber? This is fight? all uh, in our training. What uh, what what you don't learn in real estate school? Yeah, <laughs> that's brilliant. Yeah, that was crazy. That's amazing. All yeah. right, yeah. what's the strangest house feature that you've ever successfully sold? Mm. Firemen's poles. Well, those fridges that come up out of the countertop. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're, we're going to... Urinals. <laughs> have you sold a house with the urinals? Yeah, urinals are like... It seems like a new thing. I don't know. It's kind of weird. People love them. Like, you'll see them in some nice homes. You're like, they have a urinal. That's strange. I, I mean, I don't know that I'd want one, but some people love it. That's um, a hard one. I can't... The one house had like a... Uh, the toilet was in the corner of the room. Well, that would be hard. You remember that? It was an angled toilet. Yeah. It was crazy. Like, even the tank and everything. Really? Yeah, yeah, it was mm-hmm. nuts. That's uh, a that's a decision. Mm. That's a decision. Yeah. Mm. yeah, I don't know if I would have fit on that, but <laughs> a little tight. <laughs> if you were you very claustrophobic, <laughs> yeah. the cats are like, "This is exactly what it should be like." Yeah, that's really yeah. All right, angled toilet. That's definitely up there. Now, what's been the highest? I'm not sure if you can say this legally. If you can, we'll just cut this part out. Yeah. What's the highest value house that you guys have sold? I can't even. Again, I don't do metrics or numbers. Hey, Drew, what's the highest? What's the highest value <laughs> over, house? That over you guys a million. It's been over a million. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Under two million. Can you remember the number though? No. I don't remember the exact number. No. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> and then the last question I have is: If you could arm wrestle Joseph Sipsy, would you and who would win? <laughs> oh gosh. I would send Drew to that. Well, Drew, who would win? Bets on know. Drew. Pro- <laughs> well, probably them because I. Tore my pack a couple years ago, so now I'm, I'm probably out. Oh, <laughs> just go with the other hand; you'll be fine. How'd yeah. you... Sad state of the affairs. other hand, yeah, yeah, yeah. How'd you tear your pack? Showing my son had a bench. <laughs> that that, that the tracks. The first time he was gonna free weight bench, I we went to the gym and I tore my pack. So, <laughs> is he free weight benching now? He is without me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the last words I said to him was, "Son, I've never dropped weight ever in my life." Because, because he was, he was because, spotting me. Yeah, because he was spotting, and he said, "Hey, Dad, you know that if you drop this, I can't, I can't yeah. get this kind of." And Drew says, "Don't worry, son. I've never dropped yeah, weight. Never in my life. Well, <laughs> now I'm on the machines. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. So fun times. Fun times. I am yeah. so excited to be helping you guys with this podcast for the next couple months. Is there anything you want to say to Love on the inaugural episode? Um, Loveland's number one boutique brokerage is officially open for business. Same location, same team, same great service. Come yeah. down and say hi. We love Loveland. Yeah. Rock on. Awesome. I think that's a wrap for episode one. See you next week with an interview with Heather, I think, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm looking forward Heather to that. Heather McCullough, yeah. Yep. See you soon.